Murph. All right, so uh, welcome. This is the <clears throat> Here You Are Wasa podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dino. I'm your other host, Eric. And we're here with uh, our, our, you know, our free, our featured player, if you will, uh, Double Regular J Joe. Collaborator. Right, Double J Joe Johnson. Howdy. So, it's obvious we're we're only really going to talk about one thing. All three of us have seen it. Joe and I went and saw it today, so it's really quite fresh in our minds. We're Rogue... here to talk about trolls. Yes, that's right. I I'd like to talk about Moana. The the, <laughs> the the animated feature starring The Rock. So it is about Hawaii, thing I know about. Yes, that's right. You're right. So you can actually. All right, Joe's actually into that. That's a little bit weird. So so, but no, we're here to Wait, talk about. Stop, all of you that are about to check out. Yeah, and hold on. We're actually no, no, talking really. about. <laughs> yeah, we're here to talk about Rogue One. So. Uh, I think it's it's fair to say all three of us are Star Wars geeks, right? Correct, Joe. Yes, okay. definitely. So I'm I'm gonna lead with I'm gonna lead with the obvious question: How old were you when you first saw Star Wars one or A New Hope? Right. Yeah, I don't remember. I uh, when Force Awakens came out, I had a conversation with my mom on whether. I should take my six-year-old daughter to it, who was, I guess, five at the time. And she said that she took me to see A New Hope when I was six. I don't remember that, but apparently I was six. Joe? Yeah, I, would have, I would have seen it, uh, I think, in 79 or 7 or 80. Oh, because it came, so it came out in 1977. Yep. I believe I saw it at uh, the Grand Theater way back when they were still showing movies. Um, nice. I, and uh, I'm <clears throat> fairly certain that we, I saw it with my brother who, you know, and it, let's say it was 80, so my brother would have been four. We oh. saw it because Empire was coming out. Oh, so they, they put it back out in movie theaters to warm everybody up for the next one? I, The way I remember it, yeah. Well, Empire they, came out in 1980, so they probably put it out to generate yeah. some interest for Empire, maybe. And I've seen absolutely every one of them uh, in the theater since then, so... I saw... Uh, since I'm older than you guys, I saw A New Hope at the Grand Theater, I, I asked uh, today, uh, with my friends Sean Polachek and Jeff Allen. Um, yeah, and apparently it turns out that I went as often as my parents would let me. So I, I made frequent trips to the movie theater to see that, that particular show. And I think if, you know, the, the, the working theory that my mom has is, I saw it roughly 17 times in a movie theater. Wow. Yeah. So wow. that's, I think that's ridiculous, but it's before girls. So I was seven, you know, so. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. So, so then my next question is now that we, we've, we've seen through this and we're going to get to rogue, we'll get to rogue one in a minute. So, uh, including rogue one, Joe, what is your favorite Star Wars movie? 
Uh, it, it's got to be Empire. Okay. Okay. Eric? Really? Uh, See, right. It's always going to be a new hope. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah, New Hope would be a second for me. Um, just because it, it I, Empire is just a better film, I think, than the rest. But now, I, I like last week, I think it, TBS was running all three of them back to back, and I watched A New Hope, which is unfortunately now the Lucas bastardized ones with all the extra CG oh, and all of that. Yeah. And, and, but uh, it's amazing how that film still holds up. But know? I think that's what makes it the better film. Not that, you know, as I get older, I realize that, yeah, Empire is a better film. But it's just there's something about the, the first time that sticks with me. The first time seeing all the characters and this amazing story. And, you know, it's just, it's all of those firsts that make it the better. Not the better necessarily, but the, my favorite film. I, oh, you, I, Dino. I, yeah. So the thing is, what's, what's hard for me is I, I really like uh, sort of the closure and the confrontations that, that happen. And so part of me wants to say, and I, and I know this is horrible, but, Jedi, Return of the Jedi. <gasps> I know, but see now, let me hold on. Just stop. Just wait a second. I know, I know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not right. I'm not willing to say that. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to say that. But I see. For me, really, I those first two, Hope and Empire, are building to that. You know, sort of that rage-filled confrontation. And for me, that's the big payoff of of the movies. Was you know Luke and Darth going at it. Um, but if I had to pick a favorite movie, I, I think it it really probably is Empire, you know, and it's yeah, and it's pro yeah, it's probably Empire just for a lot of sort of the big impactful things that happen, you know, like Hoth, you know, that that's yeah. that's you know the first like. Hey, how the the three of us just saw the Rogue One, and I'll we'll breach that just for a second. But on Hoth, the big deal for me was the what the at at the at at the big walkers, the Imperial yep. walkers, yeah, yeah, the Imperial walkers. And hey, I think I might have slapped Joe when when the Imperial walkers showed up in Rogue One. You know, you did because <laughs> the thing is, all of that ties back to um, toys for me personally, like. The, the the Imperial Walker toy was like a foot and a half tall. It was just amazing. And it, you know, it looked like that. It was just really cool. You know, like the, the snow speeder was probably, is probably my favorite ship, you know? And my so, brother had one. Really? See, that's the cool thing. Yeah. I had one and I, you know, I liked it. So then, so that, so that obviously goes to the, we've agreed. So what was, what's your least favorite uh, Star Wars movie, Eric? One, two, and three. <laughs> okay. All right. Joe? One, two are on equal par as just awful, awful, and then second place would be three. So what was, uh, because they're all blocked out, um, 
One is is what happens in one. They find the little kid, right? Yeah. Right. Two, they... Pod little, racing. That's all you have to think Pod racing, about. okay. Pod racing. Which one has Natalie Portman running in the sand? Two. Two, okay. So two is pretty bad, too. And then what happens in three? Then then it's the... Uh, There's a lava fight, and he turns oh, into Darth Vader. Oh, yeah. Those are... Yep, those those three are horrible. Yeah. On, on, on most of far. Yeah. So... Where, where, we, where we find ourselves back... At in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, okay. So if I had to pick uh, my least favorite one, yeah, it was any time that Hayden Christensen was in the movies. Just because he was, he was such a, a universal disappointment for me that I, you know, I can't get over how how bad he was. and And the character of Kylo Ren just makes him even worse you know it just it, you know he had like i didn't believe any of the rage at all you know and i didn't yeah it just it was terrible so okay so yeah 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 you're right yeah you know i didn't i didn't believe him at all like darth, young darth vader becomes young darth vader based on rage and and just I don't believe I don't believe you, Hayden Christensen. You don't seem angry, you know. So, so how is that connected to Kylo Ren? Because Kylo Ren is is an effective like Adam Driver plays him in such a way that you get the sense that people were afraid to be around Adam Driver. Like you know, like if you know when Lawrence Fishburne plays a bad guy in a movie, you just get the sense okay, he's actually kind of a bad guy, you know. Whereas you know, I didn't, I didn't believe Hayden Christensen as a good guy, and I didn't believe him as a bad guy. So I think he just wrecked a young Darth Vader in the transition, especially that lava fight was ridiculous, wasn't it? It looked like they had miniatures fighting on strings. You know, right? But you know what? But if you think about it, yeah. the best part about that movie was the ridiculous lava fight. Yeah, that was that was the redeeming quality. That was the highlight of that movie, and and having having worked myself up to Rogue One by watching the first three and the original three, <clears throat> I can oh, say... That's, that's, I gotta give you credit for that, because I tried to do that <laughs> when Force Awakens came out, and I could not make it through the first one. Yeah. I couldn't. I, I wa- watched them again. Thank you, TBS. At least I didn't have to pay for them. Um, they, they are even worse now. Oh, they're so bad. Uh, the, the dialogue the and the writing is oh. just horrendous. Yeah, yeah. It it's it was it becomes far more clear that George was just looking to make more money because the dialogue is what just you could put any other words, you know, overdub with any other words for all the characters, and it'd be better. I feel like there were three special editions of the original three movies that came out in theaters over the course of the last, you know, like 20 years or whatever, where they added all of these things because he couldn't make the movies that he wanted to make in 1977. So we needed to add in all of these fancy explosions and mm-hmm. other nonsense. To be that meticulous about filmmaking is something to be commended. 
but you can't be that meticulous and then make those first three movies because the CGI was horrible in those movies. Yeah. <clears throat> it was, see, you I, know, and yeah, go ahead. I think that the first, like, see, I think that at the time in the moment there, there are some, inc- there were some incredible CGI things that happened. For example, um, Natalie Portman's chrome ship. So what, what yeah. I what I think that that there's a scene in that movie or a couple of scenes in that movie where that ship is flying over like a rainforest type of thing, and the the amazing bit in that is you see the rainforest reflected in the chrome like you would in real life, and like I not not look I you're right those movies are god awful, but uh, there there was a whole lot of computing power, and I think what I what I used to tell myself was. I think they were just proof of concepts for George Lucas to say, look at how many Apple computers we have up here. You know, look at look at what I can actually do at Skywalker Ranch. Not, hey, I wrote a killer script and I, you know, boy, did I use Natalie Portman and Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor as, as effectively as I needed to. You know, because clearly those are top-notch actors that he absolutely wasted. But I think... I think, like specifically, there, like the, um, like now it looks bad. I think it looks bad. The 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 Jedi swimming thing. Like there's a scene where they're somewhere, and the two of them get out of a ship and swim. Right. And uh, and at the time, I think that that was a very cool CGI bit. Now it looks a little bit hackneyed when you go back and watch. But you know, I think that the problem with those story with those movies is that the stories are so incredibly bad. And that that you can't you can't see anything, you know. It's a little bit like, okay, Avatar was was visually overwhelming, to to the point where you forgot that okay, these are some really horrible acting performances and kind of a shitty story. But oh my god, look at these graphics, you know. So yeah, I th- I I just think that like I really think that George Lucas was trying to prove that okay, I Skywalker Ranch is still amazing. That's that's what I think. That's what I I hope to believe, you know. But they were horrible, Joe. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, I I think when when you talk about the Chrome ship, the problem was never any of the ships. It was the creatures, the oh. creatures, the animals. That is what just was awful. The 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 droids and the creatures. In the first, in the prequels, the ships were great. You're right. I mean, the chrome ship was impressive. But my beef with it was, did you see a chrome ship in any of the original three movies? Yeah. No. And if you did, it was going to be tarnished a little bit. Come on. Yeah. It's a space. Right. All right. The Millennium Falcon went through how many asteroid fields? Yeah. I mean, that thing's going to get a little bit beat up. Yep. Even in a rainforest. I agree. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it did the Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. So. Exactly. You can't do anything in 12 that, parsecs without getting a little impressive. bit of dust on you. Yeah. It, it flew through a, through a giant worm that was a planet, I think. I don't know what that was. But, yeah. I No, I just – I think you're right. I mean, I think it was just George Lucas literally going, I got nothing. You know, let's, let's get another billion dollars. Okay. And we all gave it to him. Dave. Did, did which of you stood outside oh the? God. Which of you went to the went to 
a Phantom Menace opening night? I did. Yeah, I saw it with you the next day. Okay, so that means I saw it twice in two days. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just share a story since you asked. <laughs> okay. The Phantom Menace came out about the time that I moved back to Wausau okay. from Minneapolis, all right? And I was, you know, big Star Wars geek, so I was super excited. I was at my job for less than a month, and I asked for some time off. And when I told them why, they thought I was all nuts. Every one of them thought I was nuts. You're taking time off to go see a movie. Yeah, but it's Star Wars. You don't understand. Right. This hasn't been out since 84. This is big shit. I bought three tickets, right? One right after the next. Matinees. I was just going to go sit in the theater and watch matinees all afternoon of Star Wars. I was so excited that I baked Darth Maul cookies for my (laughs) people the day before. And said, I'm going to see Star Wars tomorrow. Here's some cookies that I took all night decorating like Darth Maul because I was so bloody excited to see this movie. I was a half an hour into the first matinee. I'm like, fuck, I've got to sit here for another 19 hours and watch this shit. (laughs) So were you at the paper at the time? Is that when you were at the paper? No, that was when I uh, started at East Bay the first time around. All right. Oh wow! Well, you got you got me beat for sure. So I sat through three showings of that movie, mostly by myself. Strangely, you would think that yeah, you know, there would have been at least some people in the theater. There really weren't. Yeah, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> That's funny. All right, so then I I only have one more sort of form question that I wanted to ask before we get into Rogue One. So. uh Joe, what is your favorite starship? Mm. Ooh. Um, and the, by the way, these guys weren't given these questions in advance. You know, I, I would have to say that the uh, Imperial Star Destroyer. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Imperial Star Destroyer is my favorite. Just its sheer size. When you compare it to uh, just a normal Star Destroyer. Eric? I would say that, or the the classic X-Wing fighter. Always been a big fan of the X-Wing fighter. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, for me, it's... uh, So you guys are going to have to help me out with a little bit of, of naming here. So there's the flat... Uh, the TIE fighter with the flat things on the side. And then there's the TIE fighter with the bent things on the side, but not That's... Darth Vader's TIE fighter. Just the regular one with the bent wings. I'm pretty sure that's only Darth Vader's. Oh, really? I could be wrong, but... Uh, in the first in the first three movies, yes. Okay. Uh, they do make appearances in... Is it in the? I know they were. I know they were in Rogue Force One. They, they were in Rogue One. So okay. yeah, yeah, they were. But okay, yeah, I don't know the name of that one though. Let's find out. I gotta yeah. let me look this up while we're talking. Right. So so I really like that one. I really sort of the the most impactful toy was um this the snow speeder toy 
Though at the same, though I really liked the um. I had the the toy for Luke Skywalker's uh, whatever the, the sand racer. What was that thing called, Joe? When he lived on Tatooine. Uh, the speeder. The speeder. Yeah, that thing. Land, land speeder. That was a really good toy when I was a kid because it had wheels. Yeah, that was my favorite. So I didn't have a lot of toys from the later movies. I had a lot of toys from the early movie. Yeah, from so, the first movie. So that did did you guys have a lot of toys? I did. Oh. Yeah, I had. I think I had the X-wing fighter, and I know I had the Death Star set up. A lot of, a uh, lot of uh, action figures. Joe, um, uh, my brother and I kind of shared them. I couldn't tell you who it was. Probably my brother had, and he still is a bigger Star Wars geek than me. Really? Uh, but we had a the snow speeder. We had one of the Cloud City pod um, pod ships. You know the twin twin potted kind of brick red. Things that uh, greet uh, the Millennium Falcon when they're coming into Cloud City. Um, what was it for toys? You know the the ships. Um, we had we had a small um, Millennium Falcon as well, but that was it for the ships. Yeah, I. So do you guys remember? Maybe maybe you won't remember this level of minutia, but um, the the th- the deal with the Boba Fett action figure. What was the, the uh, so with so, the so, actual rockets? Right. So at first, the the Boba Fett action figure was a tremendous rarity, or or that's the story they told. You know, like they only they didn't put it out right away. It was sort of one of those that didn't come out. And then when it did, it had it had like a working rocket on the back, like it shot that oh, thing yeah. out. And I'm just shocked that you know they let back in the day that was they would never do that now, you know. Well, it, it that that whole story is actually true. The uh, both that action figure was part of actually a giveaway, and those are the ones that had the rockets. Okay. They, you got them for free with, I don't, I don't remember if it was, you know, labels sent in as part of a promo for something, but then they realized that the missiles were choking hazards, and uh, discontinued those. So the ones that became available later didn't have those fireball missiles out of the backpack. Wow, yeah. did yeah? Because I I I know that I probably spent a lot of time going to Kmart and Shopko, looking for the, you know, looking for the Boba Fett action figure, and I was really upset when my friend Dave Haganis got it before I did, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the trash compactor too. I had the trash compactor. You'd did you screw really? a little thing on that? Yeah. See, but here's what pisses me. So I left to go to college, right? And when I came home, my mom, she was on a spring cleaning binge and threw away all the old Star Wars stuff. 
Oh no. Uh, oh yeah, she still gets reminded of it frequently. <laughs> Threw it all away. What happened to your stuff, uh, Joe? Um, it eventually. I mean, by the time it it wouldn't have been worth anything. I mean, but my brother and I actually played with the stuff, yeah. and uh, and most of our playing was done outside. So, you know, scratched, dented, parts missing. You know, yeah, everything everything got tossed eventually. Yeah, see, for me, it was the discovery of firecrackers. Oh yeah, just you know, I can't tell you how many C three POs or you know the the bounty hunter from who captures or who goes after Han Solo, that guy with the weird ears and the bug eyes. How many of those dudes I lit on fire? Seriously, Dino. Seriously. Yeah, I don't know his name. What you need to know his name. Look it up. Okay, so it's embarrassing that you don't. You're right. It is embarrassing that I don't, but I don't because know because one of the you know age old questions is who shot first, and you need yeah. to know who they're talking about. All right. Okay, so if that's the age old question, who did shoot first? Han. Come on, we're talking about Han Solo. Okay, <laughs> who do you think? Who do you think shot first? <laughs> good. All right. Come on. All right, that's true. That's all true. All right, good. You're right. I don't. I don't have. I. I don't have. It's much Greedo. Truth. Greedo. Okay. I would have. I would have googled that and found it. You know, I'm sure, like Joe did. So, you know. So I have a couple. Of, Joe better not have either, because okay. Joe seems to know a bit about Star Wars. He should know <laughs> Greedo. Um. All right. So I have a couple of fun stories I'll share. Yeah. Since we're talking about Star Wars, um. Oh, the first was after the. I don't know. For whatever reason, I, we just didn't have a lot of money growing up, so I couldn't get a lot of the empire and jedi stuff sure toys so i decided to repaint oh, no. the ones that i had from... i did that yeah i sort of destroyed some of the luke skywalkers because i tried to paint them black and white for the jedi look with his little flap down you know oh. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but i think i used some sort of paint that melted the plastic that they were made of <laughs> It's kind of funny. Nail polish, when acetone. I, right, yeah. exactly. But when I was a kid, when Star Wars first came out, I was in you know grade school, and uh, I woke up one day and it was super foggy. I mean, you couldn't see. We lived next to this big field, and you couldn't see through the field. And I was scared to go to school. Not only lived you know block block and a half away, so I'd walk to school, but I didn't want to walk through the fog because I didn't know what was in there. I was terrified. So I decided to take my stormtrooper, hold him in my hand, uh-huh. so he can protect me. Yeah, that's about the worst possible because we all know that stormtroopers can't hit the broadside of a barn. Yeah, <laughs> so hey, you could have picked any. You could have picked Greedo. He would have been better for you. <laughs> exactly. He was at least close to hitting on. Huh? Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So should we talk about uh, uh, Rogue One? Sure. Sure. So, out of five stars, five being you know top notch, one okay. Just put that anywhere. Um, one being uh, you know the first three movies. How many stars do you give it, Joe? I'm gonna I'm gonna give it uh, four and a quarter. Okay. We'll come back to your whys, but Eric. Eric? 
Eric? Okay, apparently Eric is gone. He uh, he he sent me a text message. So why why are you giving it four in a in a you said in a quarto? Okay, somebody's back. I'm back. All right, good. All right, so out of out of five stars, Eric, how many how many stars do you give uh, Rogue One? Five being the best. I want to see it again before I'm certain, but at first blush, I'm giving it four. Okay, boy, you guys both graded it very very high. So, and you, Dino? So for me, the the problem is, you know, like I I didn't read, like you guys, I think you guys both read quite a bit about it. I didn't read anything about it, so I wasn't, you know, I, I was, I went into it pretty blind, and uh, I'm I'm going to come away saying, I th- I think it was like a like a a four four and a half, and the and the reason I'll I'll explain my reasoning for it. Um, Primarily, what I really like about you know the this one and the the sort of the J.J. Abramsing or you know the the new the new Star Wars is um, is that it's it's being faithful to the the story and, and building kind of origins in a way where okay we're we're tying everything together you know we're like I think I leaned over and said to Joe. I, I really like how we're we're putting it all together in this video, you know, sort of that they, they tied quite a bit together, you know. So I mean, if you're if you're listening to the podcast up until this point, we're I'm sure that we're going to do spoilers. So if you don't want those, you're an idiot for not yeah. having seen it yet. But there's gonna I'm I'm going to do one now. The the Carrie Fisher reveal was was so <laughs> so goddamn powerful for me. I was super excited about that. I couldn't, you know, I, I didn't think they were going to get that far. I thought they were going to stop this movie somehow before that. Like the idea that it literally got to the point where, you know, the A New Hope sort of starts with, with you know, Darth walking around that ship looking for the message. That was That was amazing that they managed to line those things up so seamlessly. And... And I think the cool thing about it, or the thing that I thought was super cool was the use of the color white in this movie, because in the, if you go back to A New Hope, that color white is really powerful and really kind of cool. And so you don't see that color white until this sort of last battle, you know, around the star, that planet gate or whatever the hell that was called. But uh, that ship with the white there was was so cool and it just you went okay they're really coming all the way back to this moment and i thought that that was really brave filmmaking and and that's what i thought at least yeah you could look at uh krennic's white as foreshadowing for a new hope you know this this bumbling fool is a new hope for the rebellion did so do, do we think krennic was bumbling hold on here is he bumbling? Well, he was kind of bumbling. I mean, he didn't really have his people together, right? I mean, he, he yeah. built, he uh, built he, the Dem- Death Star, though, man. That's a big project. It was, but he let some stuff slip. That's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, Joe, he didn't have his people all in line. Joe, was he bumbling? Um, He, he was bumbling in the same sort of sense that everyone within the empire really does. I mean, 
outside of the Emperor himself and Darth Vader, everyone within the Empire is kind of bumbling. They, they only get their... They only get their stuff right when Vader forces them to it. I mean... For the most part, you're right, but there was one other character that didn't bumble. Uh, and his name was Grand Moff Tarkin. Wait, what? He didn't really... Tarkin didn't really bumble throughout any of the movies, did he? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he seemed to have his stuff together. Maybe he was just covering it well. But <clears throat> in this movie and in A New Hope and, you know, before he got killed, he seemed to have things together. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But uh, so you got three characters within the Empire. Right. Who, who don't bumble. That's, you know. Yeah, and I, I think that they just, they sort of portrayed Krennic as a bumbling guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when he gets fired up about the scene where he was looking out the window and they were blasting shit far away. He seemed to be all fired up and just didn't really seem to have control of what was going on and it was frustrating to him. You know, I guess that's what I mean by bumbling. Okay, all right. So, did do we have any opinion on since you brought him up, um, his presence in this movie? Who's which one? Great. What isn't he? We're talking about the old man who was CGI'd right. in this run, right? Right. Right. So yeah. Okay. So you I know. think it was inevitable. He had to be in it at some point, right? Just like he and Darth. I mean, at some point, they had to be in the movies. Considering the proximity to A New Hope. um, Right. Yeah, he had to be. Um, I told Dino after the movie, I said, you know, the first scene that he's in, you think, oh, wow. You know, you can tell that CGI, but then you you, you go back and go, well... Yeah, it's CGI, but he's part of the move, part of the whole plot line going through. How do you not have him in? And then you just you like you look past the fact that it isn't perfect CGI. It's good enough, though. Right. By yeah. the end, you for, kind of forget that. Yeah, there there was a scene where I thought his two eyes were kind of not synced up together. And I just went, okay, well, that that was weird, but all right, you know. I've seen after the fact, I've seen side-by-side shots of the um, Princess Leia CGI and what she looked like in the actual movie, and I don't really care, you know? Yeah, yeah. I I just like the fact that they brought it all together and they were able to, you know, tie it back to the movies that we all love, and it made sense. I don't care that she doesn't look exactly like that original character. It was just good storytelling. You know, you talk about how they tied it all together. I read something afterward, and if you watch A New Hope, there's a like a a boardroom, conference room kind of scene where everybody's sitting around a table, and Darth Vader's there, and Grand Moff Tarkin is there. I don't know if you guys remember this scene or not, but in A New Hope, well, there's an empty chair in that movie. 
Okay. Oh. And the and the idea is that the empty oh. chair is Kranich. Yeah. Yeah. So you talk about all the little things that this guy thought of, this Gareth Edwards. I've seen him in interviews, and he seems to be a huge geek. He oh, probably I... thought about all of these little things, and it's pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, his slipping in uh, two characters when they when uh, Jin first gets to Jeddah, mm-hmm. and walking through the you know, that was great our area. And Dino didn't didn't catch it. Didn't catch right? it at all. Nope. Uh, run, running into. Uh, Have you seen a new hope, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's clearly been a while. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you know, running into Doctor Cornelius and Panda Baba, and uh, yeah, I, he he slipped in little little things here and there that. Unless you're just a total geek, and quite honestly, unless you've watched A New Hope fairly recently, you might not catch. Uh, you know, miss, missing the fact that the guy who says, I don't like you, <laughs> he doesn't like you either. You know, miss, missing that part. <laughs> Kudos Sir. to Joe for a good impression right there. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you, right. I, I asked There's a lot of stuff that you probably didn't catch, Dino, like the red yeah. five. Oh Did no. You catch the red no, five? Joe 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 will tell you I was almost out of my seat. Yeah. Okay. I was, he was he was he was actually sitting on the edge of his seat. Yeah. I mean as soon as soon as as soon as they started doing the call signs for the ships, I was yeah, I couldn't like I there were a lot there was a little kid in the row in front of me, otherwise I would have been screaming you know, just with joy at that, you know, that was, that was exceptional. I was so, I was so happy to see red five, you know, and, and like I, the other thing that I thought was amazing and I only, this happened this afternoon, I went and I found an article and I rarely do this. I read an article where the graphics that are on the computer screens in like the, the star war, the, in this, uh, death star, Right. Those are the same. That's the same uh, style and resolution of graphic, and some of them are exactly the same as appear in the later movies in in the oh. star in the Death Star. And so that again, your your boy was the Gareth was intentional about that, and it was like I think the deal is, I think after those first three movies, it's a little bit like okay, so let's let somebody who takes this shit seriously because Lucas is. You know, I think Lucas's deal is he's arrogant enough to go, yeah, I created this. I can do whatever I want with it. Right. And and I think that that's bullshit. So I think, like, I the, in this year, in 2016, I started reading um, Star Wars books, like the, the books. And uh, because because those first three movies were so bad that, and they didn't explain anything to me, that, you know, I wanted to know more about, you know, like the, the, the birth of the force and the birth of specifically how the Sith come about and all that sort of stuff. And uh, and so that like there is the official like the Lucas agency or whatever this the Star Wars official universe has these three official canons. And, you know, like they are 
in order to have the logo on the book, they have to fit the timelines. And there, there is a group of people who manage these timelines. And unlike comic books, which apparently just do fuck all with their timelines, these are these are well maintained. The books are in linear order. They don't shift. There isn't a secondary universe. There isn't a you know a bizarro Han Solo or anything like that. It's a straight line. And so there is there is a book, and I I finished it a while ago. Um, called Into the Void, which in the official canon is sort of the Genesis book. It's the book where the the first exploration of what the Force is happens, and you know, sort of the 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 birth of the Jedi and the you know all of this stuff. It's really it's really fascinating, and that for me, what I like about these movies, you know, the the Force Awakens and this one is that it takes that canon very 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 seriously, you know, very seriously. So. You know, like, yeah. like the like the guy in the street is this. Hold on a second, though. Hold it, hold it. Wait, hold on a second. How is the yeah. guy in the street? Here's my question. How is the guy in the street in Jeddah show up later after Jeddah's been destroyed? Well, he's a he's a. Uh, he left. Yeah, he he he, he has his own left. ship. It, it's uh, he, he's not not really much different than. Than solo. Okay. And that he uh, he has his own ship, so he he left before. Okay. All right. Good. Because I just wanted to make sure. Because I just realized, you know, everybody in that town should, you know, most of the people on that planet should be dead. You know, so those were really impressive destruction scenes. Oh, yes. Yes. Really impressive. I could have the, watched I, a lot more of just that. Yeah, the 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 Jeddah destruction more so than the final scene. Uh, the the shock wave being able to show the shock wave easing forward ahead of the actual debris and yeah. all of that. That was it was really really good. Um yeah, that it, it Quite quite impressive with the detail and graphics to all of that. Yeah, it, it really you know what I what I thought was kind of weird though is it sort of there wasn't it was different it was a different style of explosion like it didn't kind of had the like you were talking about the shock wave like they like the two of them on the beach when they got killed at the end there wasn't a shock wave they were just sort of consumed by the energy that got there, you know, I, I thought that that, I thought it was a unique explosion. I also thought the the cool thing was the height off of the planet that the, that the destruction of Jeddah got, I mean, it practically got all the way back to the death star. Right. You know, that was fascinating to me. So, yeah. I was disappointed in what I think are probably reshoot fallout. But there were scenes in the trailer that I really wanted to see, that I was super excited to see, and didn't show up. Like what? Oh, uh, th- th- yeah. Go ahead. There, Go ahead. There was this notices, Eric. There was a scene at the end where she was on the bridge and she was doing whatever she was doing to. At the end of the movie, and that, in the trailer, there was a scene where she was running to the end, and a tie fire flew up from yep. underneath this bridge. Yeah, yep. I, I so wanted to see that movie or that part of the movie. 
and they must have reshot that with Kranich coming out with his gun and it just it wasn't there and I was disappointed and I know a lot of people didn't like it but when they were on Yavin 4 and they were all getting ready to go into battle there was a wicked alarm it was it was the sound of the alarm it was just something I hadn't heard before and I really liked it and I was looking forward to seeing that and I don't know if they got some negative feedback on it but everybody that I saw that watched the trailer didn't like that alarm sound so they must have taken it out because it wasn't in the movie okay yeah the the tie fighter one I, my understanding with all the reshoots the majority of them involved um, oh Forrest Whitaker's character character yeah they could have taken him out entirely I wouldn't have missed him yeah, have you, you ever know, seen Have you ever seen Rebels? Have you ever watched Rebels, the cartoon, the animation? No, no. Okay, no. well, he's one of the characters in there, and apparently, there were a number of other characters and and nods to that show in mm-hmm. in this movie, and I've never seen it either. But um, my brother in law watches it, and he's the biggest Star Wars geek I've ever known, um, and he really really likes it. But I just. Forrest Whitaker, I'm not a big fan of to begin with. So, yeah. See, I so I was sitting there and I was watching it, and, and you know, like it it became clear to me as an English major that there were some really cool kind of carryover thematic ideas. Like, you know, we Joe and I talked about the Knights of the Round Table and sort of the the Joseph Campbell stuff and the hero stories and stuff. And I thought um, what was interesting for me with the Forrest Whitaker and you know, trying to tie every every movie I've ever seen back to Apocalypse Now, I thought that's the Colonel Kurtz character. That's Marlon Brando. Like you go up. River. Did you come to that conclusion by yourself? Yes. Okay, because there have been a number of things that I've seen afterward okay. that have made that same conclusion. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of side by side comparisons to Apocalypse Now, and I've never seen Apocalypse Now, so it didn't really mean a whole lot to me. Really? But right. yeah. Okay, so I didn't know Greedo's name, and you haven't seen Apocalypse Now. Okay, I've never been a yeah. I've never been a big war movie. It's yeah. I, okay, I'm just saying. So, it's, I get it. Joe, I I understand it. Yeah. Joe, Joe, tell me you've seen Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I can't tell you how many oh, times. Dear, okay, good. All right, thank God. So, <laughs> Jesus, I thought I was. Oh, I scared you there. For a I second. thought I was podcasting <laughs> with terrorists, you know. So, all right, because because the thing is, like, the idea, you know, there's there's some sort of standard tropes that go on in this for for English majors, you know, the hero story, the like the 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 drunken we'll we'll call him the drunken Jedi, but the the blind guy and his best friend sure. was clearly sort of a it. it a nod to Butch Cassidy and the Sundance kid. And, and it was a nod to sort of, you know, a bunch of different samurai movies where the, the samurais are drunken fools that, you know, doing the right thing. And, you know, the, which four, is, you know, it's, it's, it's the nod to Kira Kurosawa, right. which is, you know, the big yeah. draw for right. the original movies. Yeah. And so it's like, I really liked when, when, when all of a sudden it clicked to me that Forrest Whitaker's character was going to turn out to be Colonel Kurtz. I'm like, Oh, that's, that's fascinating. You know, because in the movie, it's a journey to get to Kurtz and then to, you know, to have some sort of reckoning moment. And, you know, they, they kind of come off of that a little bit, but it, there's a journey to get to him, you know, to kind of find something. And I thought that that was pretty cool. I, I really liked the idea of the sort of the 
alliance meeting around the round table. I thought that that was pretty neat, you know. So I thought, obviously, and we had just seen the King Arthur preview, and boy, do I feel bad for that guy, Charlie Hunnam, or I think that's his name. <laughs> Look, seriously, dude, you're never going to be anything other than Jax Teller from Sons of Anarchy, no matter what movie you make. So it's just you know, there's a spinoff coming to us. Is there really spinoff of Sons of Anarchy coming? Right. As an aside. Ugh. But uh, all right. So let's. I, I was wondering, were there any surprises in this movie for you guys? Hmm. Joe, uh, I I was a bit surprised. Everyone dies. Yeah. Literally, one sure. everyone dies. I, I figured they might, you know. Let someone walk off into the sunset. Probably not a main character, but I guess, you know, after talking about the uh, blind guy and his pal, you know, maybe them somehow escaping, but no, that didn't happen. Everyone died. (laughs) Eric? Yeah, I don't know. Was I surprised by anything? See, I, 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 I really I liked, don't think so. I liked that they took the killing of everybody seriously because oh, yeah. they were pay yeah. they have you know, they have they have to line it up somewhere. So like if those two really likable characters manage to live, okay, not okay, so now what? You know, where are we gonna put them in the next, you know, in the universe? But yeah, I think that they were just they just had to like, you know, what was his name? What's the bug eyed Admiral Akbar? Admiral Akbar? Did I get right. that right? Did I get? He's that? not in this movie, though. You know. No. What? Okay. He's not in this movie. Who was the bug eye guy in this movie, though? I forget his name, but he was a descendant of Admiral Akbar. They didn't look the same. Yeah. Okay. They were well. different. There was just a nod to that whole species. Different species, you know. Oh fuck! Well, that's that's horribly specious of me. But Jesus, they all look alike, apparently, to me. All the bug-eyed creatures all look alike. So I, I thought he was the same guy because his ship was his ship looked very similar. Like his his communication style was very similar. I'm like, I thought he was right. the same no. guy. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. sorry. They're they're I was, Omari. I think I was. I mean, I was surprised by Leia at the end, but by the end of the movie, I could see that was the direction they were going. I yeah. was either going to see Leia or I was going to see the scene where Darth busts into the ship which I really kind of wanted to see. But, you know, I, I could tell by the end of the movie that we were going in one of those Wait. two directions. Wait, did you just say you didn't see a scene where... No, okay. no, 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 not where he goes apeshit. The scene where he busts in with the stormtroopers and everybody's shooting up in A New Hope, the opening scene of A New Hope, when they oh, bust okay. into the ship and all the stormtroopers are shooting up. I was expecting that to be the end of this movie as okay. I was watching it. Okay, all right. Um, but I guess the one thing I was surprised by that I never really thought of and didn't really know was that the Death Star could not only destroy entire planets, but could destroy parts of planets. Yeah. yeah that's that was good... kind of interesting to me. I was I was surprised by the fact that they could drive the Death Star places. Oh, yeah, yeah. It can go warp speed, you know. Right, yes. I mean, that's the thing. All of a sudden, you know, they can drive it around and blow up planets. So that's really terrifying. You know? Well, not warp, not not warp speeder. That's a different uh, star. 
No, I, didn't it come out of didn't it come out of warp speed in new, a new hope? What hold on, are we crossing are we crossing star is warp speed star trek? What are yep. they what's hyper Oh, what, hyper, oh cyper. Oh, okay. Sorry. What's well, that stuff you. called, Joe? What's that travel called? Hyperspace? Embarrassed. Yep. Okay. So jumping jumping to hyperspace. Hyperdrive. Yeah, you guys you guys yeah, think okay. I didn't pay attention. I pay attention. Right. Um yeah, see I was I was surprised by that. The thing that I that I found most surprising was the size of the Death Star in comparison to the Star Destroyers. Like Oh you know, yeah. When when at one point there was a shot where there were th- three star destroyers inside the the or framed within the weapon circle of the Death Star and I I just had no idea. Like, I have no sense of how big the Death Star must be. Its own planet. They built the planet, you know. Which, yeah. which reminds me now. Earlier, when I said Imperial Star Destroyer, I, what I meant was Super Star Destroyer. That's my favorite ship. Okay. Wow! Wow! Super okay. Star yeah. Now, now we're all googling that because yes. I assume that we've all looked at the different kind of charts online where they have all of the spaceships in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, and the TIE fighter that uh, Vader is uh, TIE Advanced X-1. Okay, all right. Okay, so that that's the one I like the best. So, um, uh, Let's see, what else? Was there anything in Rogue One you were disappointed by? Aside from the reshoot things that I didn't get to see, I can't. I can't think of anything. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, this is one of those movies where you're just so excited to see Star Wars stuff on screen that you forego anything that you might call out on other films. I mean, the pacing was really quick. There was a lot of things that weren't explained, but I yeah. don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, I got good. to see some. I got to see a really good Star Wars movie. I can let go of all of those other things. Yeah, I, for me, for me, some of it's the the weird pacing. Like at the end of the first third of the movie, going into the second second third, it, the pacing was just a little weird, and stuff wasn't. And I'm going to put it on the reshoots. That stuff didn't just feel quite right. And that That's my only real complaint and disappointment with it. But the rest of it, it just, it moved along. It kept moving. Yeah, for, for me, the deal is I, so I had some pretty fucked up theories going into this movie. <laughs> Um, that I'm, I'm just because I again I like I said I didn't read anything at all and I and I tend to sort of not read anything kind of like after, after I'll see it a couple of times in the movie theater and then I'll kind of put it away but there was you know I for whatever reason I thought the girl what uh, Jen I thought Jim. she was going to turn into Princess Leia at some point. Apparently that I had forgotten that that's not the case, you know? No. And so, yeah, I had all sorts of weird theories, but it was, it was based on, 
for me, it was based on the idea that I forgot the the fundamental idea that there are the two there are the two storylines, which is the Luke Skywalker storyline and everything else. And so these these off year movies, like it's been explained to me now, uh, have little or nothing to do with sort of the Luke Skywalker story. Yeah. So, yeah. Like the and what, yet in this case they're all connected. Oh right, they're all connected. But I think the the you know like what what is it? So last year the Force Awakens comes out and it ends with Luke Skywalker. Next year when whatever the hell that one's going to be called comes out is going to be directly you know it's going to follow that Luke Skywalker linear line. And I'm super excited about that because I've read that part of the canon. So I'm really excited about what like I am so very very excited if they do explain what happens in the canon to get Luke onto that weird rock, I am what? so... What? Tell me. No, I'm not going to tell you know. anything. Come on, tell me. I want to know. So, no, I'm not going to tell you anything. But, so it's, it's re- like, he's, he's really there. Like, the entire Star Wars universe at, at some point is, is a family war between Luke Skywalker and... Han and Leah's family. It becomes this weird family fight between the two, between Luke Skywalker and and essentially Kylo Ren. And so the the pre the things that got Luke to that point are, I mean, the 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 real the the nickname or the the descriptor for Kylo Ren, and I don't know that they touched on this in the in a Force Awakens is um, he was referred to as Jedi Killer. And yeah. so in the books, he's referred to as the Jedi killer. And so it's fa- it's it's going to be fascinating to me to see if they do that, because the can the stuff that got us to Luke being on the rock there is amazing. The other thing <coughs> is ev- I don't think that uh, according to the canon, um, Luke Skywalker is and I'll, and I'll just talk about this a little bit. Luke Skywalker is arguably one of two master jedis to ever exist he by the by the time he is on that rock he is more powerful than yoda he is he is the most powerful jedi that has ever been created that okay and the second one would be yoda yeah i'll buy that yeah well it's according according to the canon you know so who would you think the, the second most powerful is I don't know. I, they're building it as her. Oh, well, that, that, you know, that would be, again, that would be a step outside of the canon. You know, her, yeah, that's, that, she, she, you know, is a powerful force, but, yeah, she, and she might be, but it's, you know, Yoda is his, in, in the history of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker is regarded as sort of the, the Bobby Fisher or the Michael Jordan, just the, simply the most powerful you know, Jedi being ever, and and Yoda is is the second. He surpasses Yoda, and so it's it's fascinating that way. But so um, so what else? Like we've been going for an hour about this topic. You know, what what are we missing? Because I think we could keep going, but I just you know. Well, we're 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 looking at the fact that now we have the backstory, getting the plans for the Death Star. So then I know that the next, uh, you know, offshoot film is about young Han. Right. 
you know, what what is young Han? They've apparently even involved Lando Cal, a young Lando Calrissian. It's childish Gambino, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's gonna be a hip hop interlude at some point. Yeah. <laughs> they, they're gonna bring in Tyler the Creator. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sure. So yeah. So, Chance the rapper. Chance right. the rapper is gonna show up as right. Something on Cloud City. <laughs> right. So so it's. I I mean I think that that looks cool. Did have have they cast Young Han Solo? Dino, uh, seri- Dino I, seriously. I'm serious. Have they done that? Jesus Christ, yeah. man. This is a Han Solo movie, and you know that Childish Gambino is playing right. Lando Calrissian, but you don't know who's playing Han Solo. No. Oh, I have man. no idea. Andrew Garfield? No. Okay. <laughs> to- Toby Maguire? No, no okay. man. Okay. It's Han Solo. And uh, this is Aiden, what's his name? Aiden. Uh... Uh, uh, uh... Yeah. Okay. I don't know who the fuck he is. He played James Dean in some movie. Aiden Enric. Oh, that kid. Oh, yeah. Okay. I I I know the James Dean movie you're talking about. Yeah. He. he There you go. Han Solo. That's a horrible choice. That is an absolutely horrible choice. Holy shit! Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can find who else was involved because seriously, he might be the best of the choices. Okay, because that's that's a, like he's. I mean, in the in the James when he played James Dean, he decided to play James Dean as like the pudgy faced James Dean rather than the sort of world slaying handsome James Dean. But yeah, okay, so that's that's a that's a bad choice. He's a he's god awful. I don't. That's a terrible fucking choice. Well, I, I'd rather have Tobey Maguire and Hayden Christensen back. I mean, you know, and Tobey Maguire killed Spider Man, and our Andrew Garfield helped kill Spider Man again. You know. So the first of ten possible choices was yeah. hold on, the internet froze. Um, Dave Franco. Oh God. This site's really slow. Okay. So Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, that wouldn't have been so bad. Seriously, Quicksilver cannot act his way I'm, out of a I'm paper just, bag. You know, he was fine. Okay. Not that people need to act, I, right. I guess. Han Solo wasn't the best. Miles Teller, yeah, uh, no, no. Nick Robinson, apparently he was in Jurassic World, Kings of Summer. He probably would have been a good choice, but okay. I don't think anybody knew who he was. Oh, um, what's his name from Walking Carl from Walking Dead? A show I've never watched. Who's Carl? Okay. Yeah, well, uh, his name is Chandler Riggs. He's okay. annoying. Rami yes. Malik. Really? Yeah. No way. That <laughs> that would be awful. Would have been a good choice from a acting perspective, but yeah, looks nothing like Han Solo. Yeah. Tom Felton. Okay. No. Logan Lerman. Yeah, these are all people I don't even know who the hell they are. He was in The Perks of Being a Wallflower. 
Oh, okay. Percy Jackson. He yeah. was in Fury. Yep, that's a horrible choice. That child. He he is one step above Michael Cera on the pussy scale. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's Ansel good. Ansel Elgort. Apparently, he's in Divergent. And Carrie. Okay, so none of yeah, none of these yeah, I am not young enough to know many of these people. So, I, I and mean, finally really... we have Colton Hayes of MTV's Teen Wolf. Oh dear lord. <laughs> yep, yep, that's it. I feel old. So yep. So I, I mean, but really, is it isn't really Han Solo? Anybody could just put the jacket and the blaster on, and they'll be fine, right? I'm just fucking around, so. I mean, okay, but good. but he has. I mean, he his his costumes are so sort of distinctive, like that blaster. I mean, that was that was the coolest thing in the world when we were a kid. You know, Han Solo's blaster was you or I. It, it's like the Rolling Stones versus the Beatles. Did you want a lightsaber or did you want a blaster? You know. So did you want it, Joe? Did you want a lightsaber or did you want a blaster? I wanted both. Okay. Can't I have both? No. So you can only no. have one. Well, then it's the lightsaber. Eric? If you're a lightsaber, you're probably a Jedi, so I wanted a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Just any old person can have a blaster. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so... You? Um, and you? I, I Sir? think I think I probably... Just... Yeah, I probably want the, the lightsaber, you know. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Like... So let I I was thinking about disappointments. So of of the Star Wars canon, you can't pick an, an entire movie. You can't just say the first three are are this. But in the in the entire canon, what's what's the biggest disappointment for you, Joe? I'm not quite understanding the question. So so here for me for me the thing that most that I most hate about all of the movies is the fact that Darth Maul seems to die in five minutes. Like, that was the one character... Like, they they could not have built him up more in the marketing. You know, like, this is going to be a... Ma- Look at that dude's head. Look at that face. He's going to be a... Ma- oh, wait, he... Wait, he's dead? Okay, do I have to go home now? What happened? You know, it seemed like... It seemed really anticlimactic. Like, they built him up to be this monster... And then they killed him. And then later on, we had an asthmatic robot Jedi that you know was was the big deal. You know, uh, he, so. no, he he wasn't he wasn't a Jedi. He was oh. just he had been trained by Count Dooku. Okay, because he just Dooku. you know he just and seemed. There's why you watch the, the really bad ones, right? Stupid ass references no. like that. And I am sad. Right. Yeah, but I mean. He, just yes. the names were horrible. Right, Dooku. Did Dooku. Really? It's like your kids say, Daddy, let's call Grievous. him Dooku. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then and then their hair, Liam Neeson's hair. What the fuck? Why did they all have, like, the, the strings of pearls in their hair or whatever that is? Were they teenage girls going to summer camp? What the shit? <laughs> or, or going to a uh, fish concert, you know? Uh... <laughs> I mean, I was wait. You know, you're you just know, like they dress in robes, and they probably are more comfortable in sandals. I don't right? know. Oh no! Hey, I'm comfortable in sandals, but you know, I was. I've been waiting. You know, I was waiting for Hayden Christensen to have cornrows. You know, <laughs> just fuck. That's just ridiculous shit. So, yeah. 
But, uh, I mean, God damn it. What they did to poor Natalie Portman, man. She's Natalie Portman. She did it to herself. I Don't know. Don't blame them. Uh, yeah. She volunteered for this shit. Yeah, that's yeah. probably true. So, But, yeah. All right. So uh, Just because Natalie Portman has one or two hits every few years does not make her golden. Yeah, well, statuesque. Aside from me. aside from Jackie, which hasn't even come out yet, and yeah. Black, Black, what was it called? Black Swan. Swans, and Leon the Professional. Right. Name name one good Natalie Portman movie. Well, can't there, do it. No, no, I can. So there's uh, the movie she did with Susan Sarandon, where she no, nope, that was Ashley Judd. Hold on. Um, no. <laughs> Yep, you might have me on this. Well, V for Vendetta All right, is very good. And, and with for, that, V for Vendetta yeah, is very good. You you're know? right. She from, a geek, from a geek perspective. Yeah. Right. Okay. But everybody put Natalie Portman on a pedestal and said that she was this amazing actress whose career was ruined by Star Wars. Let's not go that far. Yeah. All right. Because before Star Wars. I'll I'll make it even more difficult. Before Star Wars, not including Leon the Professional, name something she did. All right. So now now I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go to IMDb just to come up with. I'd like to counter this argument a little bit. You know. So it's a mood point, my friend. I know, but I'm just gonna I'm gonna try. <laughs> I'm going to try here. So let's see. Uh, well, okay, for so. me, I mean, there's for me, there's a to, to go back to your question. For me, there's a lot of things, and one of them was Liam Neeson. Yeah, I don't really understand the importance of Liam Neeson. I don't understand conversations after those movies came out about the importance of Liam Neeson because I never really got it. Uh, the the concept behind it, I think, was that. Obi Wan wasn't fully trained, and that's why the problems with Anakin later on. Sure, that makes sense. Wait, wait, wait! I have a better one. Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, yeah. Well, we all know that's just. Uh, oh, let's be God. honest. Let's find a black guy we can put in. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's oh, really what I think it came down to. No, I he he was really adamant about being in the movie from what I've read and even interviews with him is he pushed and pushed and pushed and it was like, All right, fine. Yeah. Just get the hell away from us. I, we'll I, give you a part in the movie. Right, and we'll Shut give, up. give you all the residual checks that go along with it. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ, you want your own colored lightsaber too? Yeah. yeah. Right. Just go away. <laughs> fine. You make you make a really good point. I did Purple it is. Just that. shut up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right, so we're going to wrap this up. Uh, any Anybody got any closing thoughts? If you haven't gone to see the movie, go see it. If you've seen it, go see it again. Yep, go see it. While I need to go see it next week again. It's good. It's good stuff. It's in the top top three of the Star Wars canon, in my opinion. So hey, I I haven't I haven't yeah the, okay so I yeah we're gonna extend this just a little bit so um, Star Trek versus Star Wars I know it's sort of sacrilege to compare but are you are you guys Star Trek dudes as well Yes I am really okay yeah right. how do they how do they compare 
Well, they're completely different. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close. I mean, come on. One happened a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And the other one happened far, far in the future right here. Exactly. All right. Okay. (laughs) All right. Good. Good. See, because I, you know, very much like, you know, my apparent deficiencies in Star Wars knowledge, which I'm going to spend the holiday weekend rewatching all of them because I feel great shame now and I'll have no, I'll take notes. Um, but, uh, yeah, cause yes, you're right. I didn't know Credo. Yeah. And, and to be fair, what did I, you say? Hold on. What did you say? I, I didn't know who that was. Credo. Who? Greedo. Greedo. I didn't okay. know who that was. Okay. Um, I just managed to cross Apollo Creed and Star Wars. Yeah, was, this is not a Rocky Ooh. movie. <laughs> oh. And, and so, so the other thing I, I'll admit is, <laughs> This is this is pretty bad, but uh, and I didn't admit I didn't admit this at the movie. I thought the weird uh, mind reading creature might have turned into Jabba the Hutt, but apparently that I don't think that's going to happen either. So you know, no, no. So right, you know, the just are entire species. Right, just sort They're of. They're probably going to show up in the Han Solo movie, so you should read up about the Huts. Yeah, you know, right. I just. I, I I keep coming back to the fact that I am not intimidated by the huts, and I don't know why anybody would, because it seems like if you run five feet away from them, they can't do much to you. But that's just they me. know people, right? That's what I think it is. They know, know some people. Vil, uh, scum and villainy. Yeah, that's that's probably right. You're probably right about that. But <laughs> you know, it's a little bit like that. What's that commercial with the alligator wanting to pay the check? It just seems like. Okay, right. you have you have alligator arms, <laughs> and uh, you don't really move very quick. So I think I can get away from you. You know, it's Joe and I were talking about this at the movie theater. It, they can never make another zombie movie that if the zombies walk slow after World War Z, because at some point you just walk away from the zombies. You could just speed walk away from the zombies. You know. Well, that's a whole that's a whole other conversation right. because you know they've done both throughout right. time so what pre- hey what previews were at your uh screening eric do you remember no not really nothing impressive i really wanted to see spider-man on the big screen but it wasn't there okay all right yeah that's right it guardians was, yeah guardians guardians was there and yeah i don't know some other stuff that i wasn't really that impressed by i think i leaned over to joe and i said i will watch any movie that uses that song in the preview you know, Guardians. Oh, yeah. yeah, just that. Yeah. Fuck yeah! And then I don't give a shit. That that movie looks amazing to me. The the idea of a little petulant tree that just seems like a great idea. You know, even if not, that'll just be fun. Right. You know, that, I mean, that's a that's a fun movie. That's gonna be a fun series. Exactly. You know, like I just read something, and back to our Star Wars conversation. Yeah. I just read something this week that said, um, I think it's I think it's uh, Felicia, whatever the hell her name is. Felicity Jin. Felicity Huff, Felicity Jones, okay, whoever, what? Felicity Jones. There you go. Has it in her contract for sequels? Really? Just throwing that out there. So she may come back. Probably a flashback, I would guess. But yeah, she might show up in one of the new Star Wars movies down the road. Wow. Yeah, because huh. the thing is, like the. The interesting thing, again, this comes back to me actually reading the books. There is there is quite a bit of distance um, that has been uh, taken out of the movies in the in the Skywalker sections. Like 
there's a there's a I mean obviously he looks much older but there is a long period of time that's missing so yeah um, I wonder if they'll ever start referring to the Star Wars movies as the the SW SMU you know the Star Wars movie universe versus the books yeah like they maybe. do with Marvel yeah I don't read the books, so I don't know how different the stories are. But They're, I often know how different the stories are between Marvel stories and and the movies. Right. So it'll be interesting to see down the road if they start taking those liberties and creating this new universe. Because right. as they start to spin off these movies, like if they're going to turn Boba Fett into a a, a canon like James yep. Bond, they're almost going to have to do that because yeah. I don't think he's like that in the stories, is right. he? No, uh-uh. No, I mean so, he's, he's a pop, like a mantle, a, not a cannon, but a mantle. I mean, right. if they're gonna you know keep changing that up, they're gonna have to change the whole idea of what Star Wars has been in the books and create this whole new movie universe. Right. Which, Lord, that opens up a whole different world for the Star Wars right. people. And so on the on the oh god, what do we what is it called the Wookie Net or Wikipedia? There's there's a lot of discussion that exists about sort of when when and how the movies will diverge because they've they've the 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 book can't the lucas canon has has remained relatively in force um right. and so but it, it and the reason that it is that way is because lucas himself the the organization the company um contractually demands that so right you know like these guys can't come off of the canon for these movies so it, it's about you know, like J.J. Abrams or whoever is the big producer on these things can't just go, yeah, fuck it, we're going to set it in Miami, you know, and everybody's going to drive Lamborghinis, you know, it's not, right. we, we, and we're going to cast Martin Lawrence and Will Smith, you know, so. It's, but at some point that contract is yeah. going to expire, and then what happens? Right, yeah. Right. So, hey, hey, speaking of that, did Martin Lawrence die? I don't know, did he die? Well, no. I don't know, but last night I was flipping channels, and every other channel seemed to have a Martin Lawrence movie on, so I assumed he died and i never looked it up but uh, that's neither here nor there i just no, thought it was odd doesn't that doesn't have a death date he's still he's still all right here, so all right Good boys you, bad boy yeah nice all right boys <laughs> i will talk to you guys later later see you later Joe. okay They were going to make me a major for this. And I wasn't even in their fucking army anymore. Everybody wanted me to do it. Him most of all. I felt like he was up there, waiting for me to take the pain away. He just wanted to go out like a soldier, standing up. Not like some poor, wasted, rag-ass renegade. Even the jungle wanted him dead. And that's who he really took his orders from anyway.